All right. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of our weekly Friday market update. Every Friday, I look at the different news articles and different headlines and provide my insights as to my thoughts of those particular articles. I also extract the data from the MLS. And this time, we're actually going to be including some of the information and data from the North Bay, uh, which is Marin County, which I have not done before. So you'll be able to see what has been the impact that's happening in that local market. Uh, but before we begin, if you or anyone you know is, is renting right now or thinking of a trade-up, it's hard to argue a better time given how low interest rates are. I'll show you momentarily we hit new records for interest rates. So it's, it's an incredible time uh, for a lot of people that are able to afford or want to get into the home ownership side. So without further ado, let's get going. I will start by sharing my screen. So first things first, I wanted to share, I do have a listing that just hit the market literally today, this morning, 2173 Laguna Drive out in Hayward, California. This is a four bed, three bath home, 2,051 square foot listed at $875,000. It's really fantastic for first time buyers, fantastic for uh, those that want a rental income property, but also if you wanted to house hack. Uh, it has four bedrooms and there's actually a possible fifth room that you can convert to. So you can live in one of the units and rent out all the other units for to really actually probably cover your entire mortgage altogether. So this just hit the market. You can feel free to look it up on all the public sites, whether it's Redfin, Zillow, Trulia, so on and so forth. Or you can go to my personal website that I have it listed at 2173laguna.com. So if you or anyone you know is considering uh, property, feel free to take a look at that. Uh, it should go pretty quickly. Oh, let's talk about the news article. So the one thing I wanted to cover was this, you know, there's all this commotion. I've, I went over it many, many times where Facebook had made the announcements many months ago that they're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to have people work remotely right now. They have people work remotely, uh, to the end of the year at the very least likely will be extended to match what Google did recently, which is, uh, to the middle of next year. But if Facebook really was thinking that they're going to be moving purely remote, they wouldn't be making these long-term massive investments. And so while this is not in the Bay Area, it gives you an idea of how they think, uh, which is also very applicable to the Bay Area. I gave you plenty of examples of the Bay Area itself of what Facebook is doing. But Facebook also closed on a massive New York City office expansion just this week. 730,000 square foot of office space that is in the heart in New York City. So if this, this gives you an idea that Facebook is certainly not going to go all remote, they're actually buying like these really iconic, beautiful space in the heart of New York City in this example, in heart and ur urban areas. So I think this should give you some insights as to how these big tech companies think. They may actually take this as a huge opportunity to buy up a lot more space given a lot of people may think there's going to be a lack of uh, people wanting to go back into the office. So I think, honestly, a lot of smart companies, especially those with, in big tech that have plenty of capital, may actually use this as an opportunity to go and acquire a lot of properties for very cheap, uh, especially because they have an insights as to how they want to grow and how critical urban communities are in this campus feel. So something really interesting to, to take a look at uh, because otherwise they wouldn't be going through these massive deals uh, if they weren't feeling that uh, there's going to be a lot of people that really wants to 
be in the office place. So something really interesting that I saw that was announced uh, this this week. Now, next thing. So uh, last week I pointed out uh, home ownership rates and now they continue to hit record highs. We are at the highest level since 2008. However, there is a little bit of caution. So feel free to take a look at this video. It's gonna be in the links that I have below. So this individual is a chairman and CEO of LGI Homes. LGI Homes, if you look at it from a Google Maps perspective, you can see they do uh, lower priced homes relative right to an area. So they don't do anything in the core Bay Area. I think they have some like in Sacramento, but they're they're a national chain. And so while some people may catch the headline, like I did of US home ownership rates hit the highest level since 2008, there's also a word of caution is a majority of these buyers in this area are actually using a three and a half percent down loan, right? So it means they actually have very little skin in the game for these new home construction. So be wary if you are buying in areas that have that program. Generally, that program is limited by a specific area. So, you know, in the Bay Area, your FHA loan, which is a you know first-time home buyer, three and a half percent down loan, is around seven hundred fifty thousand dollar kind of cap, right? But these other areas may be five to six hundred thousand dollars. However, just be wary of that. I mean, if if there is any sort of downturn because their equity is so little, they're gonna be hit clearly the hardest. So just be aware from a safety perspective, that's how I would look at things. They're gonna be more susceptible to larger corrections. If you think of, about the Bay Area, most people you know, are putting at least 20% down for, for, so, for so someone to uh, get, for someone to lose that house, the equity needs to go below 20%, but at the same time, that means that individual would have been you know, willing to sacrifice that amount, 20%, which could be easily hundreds of thousands of dollars to walk away. So it's very important to understand the difference between the loan programs that are typically done in different areas, because that also has a lot to do with the potential of bigger drops because they do have less skin in the game, especially in these places like a Sacramento and other parts where they build, maybe not Sacramento itself, but around Sacramento that that has a, a chance to get hit pretty hard if there is a downturn, given how little they're actually putting in to the property. Now, uh, next, mortgage rates continue to tumble. We're at new record lows this week. I'm personally going through a refinance myself, uh, and so are a lot of my clients. So if you're on the fence, uh, either on the refinance side, you know, have a conversation with your lender. I'm happy to introduce you to my lenders uh, that, that you can weigh options, but a lot of my clients are able to get 2.75 for a 30 year fix. I even heard of now there's like this kind of, I don't think it's available anymore, but there was this even temporary program of a, a, a 29 year fixed mortgage, which I've never heard before. And then they also have 15 year rates, which are incredible. So it's always worth, um, you know, having that conversation to see if it makes sense for you and what closing costs there are. Many times you can get, you know, refinances at no closing costs, literally getting money back for, for doing it. Um, because the way that it works for you, if you didn't know, it's a sliding scale, right? So if you want to get a lower rate, you pay a, a little bit higher of, uh, closing costs, but if you want it a slightly higher rate, so let's say it's three, let's say a 3%, you can get closing credits. So that may even cover some, if not a majority of all the costs that you would incur. So you're basically doing a refinance almost for free. And then you're also lowering your payment. So something to be aware of and you should consider, especially if you're in the 
three and a half plus range. Um, something worth uh, having that discussion with. And I'm happy to introduce you to different lenders that I constantly work with if you wanted to uh, evaluate that for you. But at the same time, if you're a potential homeowner or you're looking to do a trade up, it's clearly phenomenal, right? I mean, these are incredible rates right now. Do the math yourself to see what the calculations would be versus your rental amount versus, uh, you know, you know what the uh, expenditures would be. So certainly very interesting times, incredible for a lot of buyers and a lot of homeowners, quite frankly, themselves too. Now, the interesting part though, is this this week, mortgage applications have actually dropped 5.1% 5, 5 despite record lows. So I'm going to be really tracking this. It's going to be interesting to see how things play out over the next couple of weeks. Will this continue to drop? Uh, because this is the first week it has dropped in a long time. Uh, if it continues to be the case, then that's a leading indicator that the market will be a little bit slower. Keep in mind, though, things are pretty intense right now. So make no mistake, just because it dropped 5% doesn't mean it's now, uh, you know, all, 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 everything is, you know, everything is crashing down. Uh, it's maybe a little bit of a slowdown. We're approaching, um, you know, almost back to school. Actually, school is in session starting soon for a lot of other areas. To, so there may be that aspect. But also, it's a very high bar that it's at right now. But I'll be tracking this myself to see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Now, what has been absolutely the case, as you can imagine, surging mortgage volume puts pressure on appraisal turn, turn times. So, um, you know, there's a lot of clearly purchases that you have seen from my market data report. We have a much higher volume than we've had in a long time. But at the same time, there's a lot of volume on the refinance side because a lot of appraisers have to go out and do an appraisal, especially if your loan to value is a lot closer. Now, there are different ways of how people can actually pass this. So for example, if you have a very high um, uh, loan to value, uh, even when you're purchasing or when you're doing a refinance, there are options to waive an appraisal at itself, which does save you the hundreds of dollars, but also the turnaround time. Uh, but it really depends on what kind of program that you're going uh, with, whether it's a jumbo loan or if you're going with uh, a traditional uh, conforming loan. But just be aware that there is some strain here. So things do take longer, especially refinances, uh, given they have less of a priority versus those that are purchases. So something to be aware of. Uh, so don't be uh, upset if it takes a little bit longer than you would have hoped. Now, another good news, uh, forbearance rate falls to the lowest level since April. So that's uh, very good news. Uh, continues to drop, as I mentioned uh, from previous. A lot of it, people were using it from an insurance policy. At the same time, they can ultimately, for many, just simply sell their house if they're really in trouble. But last but certainly not least, they can simply also just extend it to the end of the uh, 12 months. So they can last basically till March, April timeframe. Right. So there's it's just a lot of support that's granted for a lot of homeowners. So if you're expecting a lot of uh, corrections, it's it's going to be hard for those that are truly in distress, given there's a lot of um, stability and a lot of help for them. So something to be aware of, but it continues to drop, which is clearly a good signs. Now, one thing that I get quite frankly, uh, quite often as well is in a, in a virtual learning world, do you still see a need to buy a house in a good school district? Now, there are a lot of things that are important. And, you know, at the end of the day, a school, good school district is going to be very important for a lot of parents uh, because they have the option of either going to a good public school or paying for a, a private school, which can be very expensive here in the Bay Area. 
private schools here can be between, um, I've easily seen it from 20, 20 to $30,000 a year for a private school. So I still think it's going to be important. There was this uh, comment recently by um, a very prominent angel investor, Jason. Um, he He's actually going through and he got a lot of uh, buzz and a lot of uh, pushback. He's actually thinking of these micro school environments. So you have a teacher that is, you know, teaching, let's say up to seven students. So it'll be more of this smaller, more intimate, intimate kind of community given, you know, distant learning is very difficult. It's very hard, especially for children. Uh, just even myself, I mean, sitting around trying to learn for eight hours on a computer is certainly very different and has been proven time and time again than actually being in a classroom where you have significantly less distractions. I mean, technically you're on your computer, so you have distractions of the internet all together, right? Which is which can be very distracting even for adults. So imagine that for children. So I suspect you'll hopefully have some more um, pods that are set up. But at the end of the day, the school will be still very important. You know, I suspect, you know, things may be delayed in the fall, but hopefully as there's vaccines and there's treatments and there's remedies, uh, that it's going to be equally as important. So it's still going to be very important. And a lot of people are actually moving further out because they don't have to drive as much for work. But there's a lot of great schools further out as well. So you think about our area, right? If you want to buy a, in a good school district here in the core Bay Area, I mean, you may pay easily over $1.4, $1.5 million for a single family home. Let's say you're in Almaden or you're in Evergreen, right? But if you go to uh, Dublin, Pleasanton, Livermore area, which the schools are also rated highly, nines and tens, you're paying um, you know, much less. Let's say it's $1.2. Uh, million dollars out in those areas and if you go even further there's like pleasant hill you know then you're looking at a million dollars but also very good schools there too so there are many options for for very good school districts especially if people think that the commute to work is not going to be the same you have a lot of options to choose from so i think short-term people are concerned about this i think it's still going to be a critical uh, factor because that's one of the criteria a lot of people use in terms of their home buying decision but we'll see how this continues to play out. One other uh, aspect that shows a lot of confidence in terms of the market itself is Zillow offers. So if you aren't familiar with Zillow offers, Zillow offers is like many different companies that are considering an iBuyer. So in a lot of different areas across the country, in this case, Las Vegas, Houston, Tampa Bay, which are actually areas that would have been hit the hardest, especially Houston due to oil and gas, Las Vegas due to uh, the tourism industry, even they have the confidence to resume buying in these areas. And so what Zillow offers are along with iBuyers is they basically are a portal online, which will buy your house direct, uh, and then will sell your house. Now, of course, it there's variances of that depending on the value of what they consider your house. Um, but they have had a good amount of market share, like let's say in Phoenix, I think last I heard iBuyers were about 10% of transactions in Phoenix. Um, so they have definitely taken up a lot of momentum, a lot of uh, steam there in terms of competition, but in terms of offerings. And so that's something to be aware of. So for them to be able to have the confidence, even in these markets that people may assume that you'll get hit the hardest, they're still buying and they're still selling themselves today. If you think about from their books perspective, why it's such a risky bet for them is because they are literally holding the inventory themselves, right? They're basically a flipper at a huge, at much smaller margins, but at a much larger volume. 
So it's something to be aware of that if they have the confidence in these areas, they clearly uh, are pretty are very bullish. Uh, and these are the last markets for them to be to be operating in to at least resume operations. So gives you an idea of their confidence because uh, they're clearly putting their money on the line to do these flips at, at pretty low margins. Okay, so let's go take a look at the data itself. So this time I will make this a little bit larger so you guys can all see it. Okay, so first things first, I always start off with the same counties in order so that you have a similar flow as before. Every week I always extract from the backend MLS uh, so that you can visually see for yourself what is happening in the different markets. You can see new listings have actually picked up in San Mateo County. So it's a little bit higher than the previous weeks, which is very positive. List price actually has decreased a significant amount. So I'll have comments related to that and what has actually happened in San Mateo County. Transactions falling through has, has hit a pretty high level, 24. Total contingent pending is a little bit lower than before. Listing canceled, expired, withdrawn, much higher than before as well. So there's a couple of actually signs that I'm seeing here in San Mateo County. So you can see from the traction perspective, the trends are there's more inventory. There is less that is getting in the contract, at least for this week. Uh, and different, there's more price decreases. And you can actually see from the charts itself. So July was, a, was not as hot in San Mateo County. This is for single family homes. You can see the average is pretty high. So you're looking at around $2.2 million on average for a single family home in San Mateo County. So this was what I extracted last week, but look at what's going on in August. Now, granted, there's not a lot of data because there's only one weekend. So I suspect this will probably pick up quite a bit more, but it is a pretty drastic change, at least for this one week uh, trend. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't think, as I mentioned, it's gonna be this bad. I think over the weeks we'll see August will pick up, but I think it'll be actually lower than what it is in June, July, and certainly lower than what it was in the record times of May. So something to be aware of, there is a lot more opportunities. So if you thought you're priced out in San Mateo County, uh, feel free to go take a look back in again. You know, it's a very limited inventory out there. So that has something to do with it. But there's also potential opportunities now if you were priced out before. So take a look into that. Um, on the other hand, though, the uh, townhome style, it's about the same, right? You can see for yourself. Throughout the year, not much, average about million dollars in this area. Not much has changed, but nothing drastic to report here. Now, I will also personally share uh, an example because I made an offer this week. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get it accepted. However, it was an, an area in San Carlos. And um, the prices and competition was way less than uh, previous, just a month ago. So something to be aware of. Now, it's still sold for in line with what I thought it would be. Um, but it didn't like surprise me on the upside. So that's something just to be aware of that. There is a, a good amount of buying opportunities now for San Mateo County. If that was a, an area that you still wanted to uh, be in. And also if you have the same thesis as I personally do, which is people will go back to the office, traffic will get really bad. And then people will want to be, be in these prime locations, which San Mateo County certainly is. All right. So let's take a look at Santa Clara County. So Santa Clara County, a little bit different story, but it follows the same trends as what you had saw previously. So um, new listings has picked up 
Um, but it still isn't the highest it's been, but it's still higher than before. But you can see the amount of that's gone contingent and pending is still very high, higher than the amount that we're having in terms of new listings. So the competition is certainly very fierce uh, in Santa Clara County, much more than San Mateo County. You can see the price points in August. We're still trending even higher. Uh, you can see July was a very uh, was a record month for uh, the county itself. We're about average. I think it's about 1.7 million for a single family house. Uh, August is actually trending upwards still uh, at this time. Same thing. The story is uh, the same for for townhomes and condos. It's about the same levels as it was before. So nothing crazy there. Gives you more options if you like that asset class. Uh, just less competition, but it's still selling at what to expect. Now, Contra Costa County. So um, certain areas are way hotter than others. And a lot has to do with the lower price points. So Contra Costa County is one of those uh, areas. So single family houses, you can see July just absolutely smashed records over a million dollars uh, for the first time in a very long time. You can see August continuing to trending upwards as well. And we're about 1.05 million. I actually calculated, if you see the spread, it's very, it's actually incredible. So if you compare July to just May or even March, I mean, whatever you want to compare it to the baseline, let's say the baseline is $850,000. That means the it went up $150,000 in two months, right? So if you want hot, Contra Costa is certainly hot from a weather perspective. Uh, without a doubt, it is hot out there. But literally, the prices are even hotter. Like it's it is intense out there. So I mean, what is that? That's um, that's what twenty three percent gain in two months. So if you have a house in Contra Costa County and you want to move somewhere, call me. Let's talk. Let's get that house sold for top dollar. It is crazy out there. Um, absolutely incredible, right? And now for condos, townhomes, you know, it's a really the similar story for for everywhere. You can see it's about the same levels. Uh, August is, is, is it's it's gonna have it has a huge jump as of right now, but I suspect that'll probably normalize in itself. But condos, townhomes, same, nothing special. But single family, hottest market right now, Contra Costa County, without a doubt, in the Bay Area. Just crazy, just intense. So, like I said, if you if you or anyone you know has a property in Contra Costa County, let's talk. Love to help you sell it for top dollar there. Now, uh, next, Alameda County. So Alameda, uh, residential, you know, it's it's nothing too crazy, um, about the same levels. We're, I mean, we've hit uh, close to new highs, but nothing, no big jumps or anything like that. However, August is trending upwards, so it's good to see for Alameda County. Townhomes, condos, you can see the same story. It's the same across the board, right? It's just not a popular asset class. It doesn't mean prices have reduced a lot, but it does give you more options to consider. Um, it's just not as much in demand as single family houses. And the last but not least, uh, I had a request last week. So with with requests, as you can see, I do what, what uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm asked to, to help my audience and help everybody. I put up what the average figures were for single family houses in Marin County. So you can see for yourself, you can see very, uh, this, this may be, it's not as hot as Contra Costa County, but it is the second hottest market right now. Uh, in the Bay Area. So as you can see, uh, June, July have been incredible months. Average is around $935,000 in Marin County itself. Uh, a big pickup versus March, uh, April, May. 
percentage wise, percentage wise, actually, it may be hotter. It may actually may be hotter if you compare it, depending on which baseline you want to use. Um, it could be actually be 25 to 30% higher. So actually, it may be tied, if not higher, just depending on what you look at. And you can see year over year, much higher than it was before, over $150,000, $140,000 more than it was same time last year. So hopefully this gives you an idea of single family. Now in Marin County, it's a little bit different for condos, townhomes. There's actually just not a lot out there. Um, it's just not a property that a lot of people build and is clearly not uh, in demand. And there's also a lot of space out there relative to other markets. So I didn't, I'm not going to bother to pull that up. The count is just so low. So that's something to be aware of. I didn't pull anything for this week for uh, SF residential. Um, but just so you guys have a, a recap uh, of what it was before, you know, the July figures for single family is is lower than what it was previously so there is some potential opportunities there if you want to get a single family home out in san francisco condos townhomes you may think there that there was some uh you know a lot of people that are no longer interested but you can see from the july results it's still been very strong still 250 transactions which is the highest it's been over the last four months um and higher than uh not as high as it was last year but the average prices were actually higher than it was last year so there's actually not too much uh, pressures on price, even though there is more opportunities and more uh, listings that come on the market. So I hope this was helpful. As I mentioned, every week uh, I go over the latest headlines, my thoughts of the headlines. Um, I go over the market data itself. I extract all the information. Be sure to check out my newest listing, 2173laguna.com. Uh, if you have any buyers or anyone that you, you know that is interested in that fantastic opportunity, let me know. Love to help you and, and work out a deal for that. And then um, the last piece of news I'm going to add is I'm going to actually add another series. So right now, as you know, I have a Tuesday real estate tip series. Wednesday, I have a weekly lunch and learn where I get to interview some of the top agents across the country. Friday, I do a market update. Uh, and uh, if I wasn't busy enough, even though I am crazy busy, I'm going to add in a fourth one. I'm going to add in a prop tech Thursday. Prop Tech Talk Thursday. That's what I'm going to do. So every Thursday, I'm going to look at a property uh, or a prop tech, so a real estate technology company. Uh, it could be a device. It could be a company itself. Um, so if you have anyone or any company that you want me to highlight or look into, it's going to be a very candid conversation. It's going to be a very candid overview, just like how I do everything. I'll give you my personal thoughts of the opportunity and do I, I see a lot of problems of them potentially rolling it out. There are, there's a lot of interesting fluff there. So I will uh, certainly not hold any, uh, I'll just speak the truth of what I think and love to be proven wrong if they're able to be very uh, successful. Um, so I'm going to introduce that. So if you have any ideas, feel free to leave it in the comments below, send it, send me a message. Uh, I'm going to start that covering and I have one coming up on this upcoming Thursday. So I'll release that as well as part of my weekly uh, content. Well, other than that, I hope you enjoyed this session. Any questions, let me know anytime. Have a good weekend and I'll see you at the next one. Bye now. Thank you so much for making it to the very end of my podcast. If you are tired of renting in the Bay Area, are a homeowner looking to do a trade up for a bigger home, or are a real estate investor, I would love to connect. Click on the Calendly link and let's set up a time to talk. It's never too early to talk about options and to work out a game plan. I also do have an email newsletter, so sign up on the link in the show notes or you're welcome to watch all of my content on YouTube. See you at the next one.